from the creators of Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. Remember when my first meal was school lunch? Now I spit a 16 straight with no punch. Remember all the dinner, all we ate was Captain Crunch. Now we blow big notes on our way to brunch. Went from good fella to commissary slips. Now I got back up, man, every time I slept. Never ever quit, I just kept on pursuing. Teacher always asked me, what was I doing? Scribbled in my notebook. It's the week of Friday, February 28, 2014, and this is The Relevant Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of digital spoken audio and entertainment on the internet. They have over 100,000 titles in their library. You can purchase individual books or you can sign up for the Audible listener program for real savings. You can download your choices and access them on PC, CDs, you can put them on your iPods, anything. Um, it's a great way to listen to audiobooks. Recent podcast guests whose books are on Audible, Judd Wilhite. His book, uh, The God of Yes, is on there. Uh, and Pete Wilson, Let Hope In, a couple of recent guests. You can you can listen to them. Yeah. And John Acuff's book is on Audible. Reading is so boring anyhow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to read? Yeah. Do people still do that? Do they still teach that skill? Get a uh, free audio book and a 30-day uh, free trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash relevant. Audiblepodcast.com slash relevant. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios... Eddie, new podcast. Hey, what's up? <laughs> On the Skype line from... Really haven't, I really haven't landed the welcome, and I'm not even going to try anymore. It's just a strange, soft hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Here we go. On the other Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, the John Acuff of podcasting, John Acuff. <clears throat> day. Uh, what? Day? day good day. day. Oh, okay. uh, we, we missed the uh, good. Over there. You missed the good? That was kind of half the... Th- the thing. Nope. Yeah. I like it better when you're just like day. Day. I thought you were going to right. bust into some Jamaican dayo or something. Or, I don't have time to speak in whole sentences anymore. I'm no, a blogger. Just, I'm a blogger. <laughs> Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. This is an exciting week that we are all a Twitter in oh, the studio. Yeah. I get jokes. <laughs> Good job. Because this week, coming up later, after our real guest. We have the Oscars.biz nominations. Oh. Nominations. Yeah. This the is the big, nomination show. Yeah. I mean, the industry right now, the the, the, the non-competition or celebrity-based reality TV industry <laughs> is a buzz right now. <laughs> I, I, I have here with me in the room the cast of Lizard Lick Towing. <laughs> <laughs> they're, actually, they're actually in my driveway towing away my vehicle, but uh, they're here. Cameron, um, yes, as sir. we get started here, walk us through the purchasing... It's the selection and purchasing and wearing of your shirt. I am wearing a camouflage shirt. It's awesome. I got it from J. Crew. Cool. And apparently, it's the new thing for spring and summer. Did you get any bright orange camo? I see that from time to time. <laughs> Can I say something real quick on the topic of camouflage? Do it. I okay. mean, it seems like it's you what guys, we're talking about. You guys about. have seen... I'm not a hunter, so I don't know the answer to this question. But you guys have seen the bright orange camouflage, right? No, I know where oh, you're yeah. going with this. What the heck is the purpose? I think, I think because- deer can't see that color. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think oh, that's, that's a deal. Not he, humans that's, can see that's it. No way, that's true. No, no, no. I think, <laughs> no, 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 I think humans can see it, but animals can't see that color. They can't see neon. Interesting. They must have yeah. hated the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about hunting, but I know that I think that's true. I don't know much about hunting either. But when I was twelve years old, I was featured in Deer and Deer Hunting magazine you wearing not. orange camo. 
Oh my god! How do you? Hold on. What was it called? Deer, deer and Deer Hunting Magazine. Deer. So my grandpa's a hunter, and and a family friend of ours back in New York uh, is a, a photographer for Deer Deer Hunting Magazine. And so uh, they were doing an article on a grandpa and his son and his grandson going hunting together. And so we went up into the woods, and I've never hunted in my life, and I had to wear this orange camo outfit. And I have this magazine. It was the first time I was in a mag long How before my you? days of relevant. How old were you? Twelve. Twelve. When I was twelve, I had to model of uh, in in Charisma magazine Chris, <laughs> Christian T shirts for youth. Oh my! Like, they, and they were probably they also were orange, orange camo. camo. And I had to recruit like friends from sixth and seventh grade and youth group to come, and we all modeled like around the pool, like lounging around in our like, you know. G- our Coca-Cola mm-hmm. knockoffs and all that stuff. A, bre- a, a, a breadcrumb bread and fish. <laughs> no, no, this was before a breadcrumb and fish. I mean, that's you're you're talking. That was like ninety six, ninety eight. Yeah, no, this is like late eighties. Like pushing ninety, maybe. Yeah, man, it was like eighty eight. It's oh. crazy. We were probably wearing the exact same outfit when we were twelve. <laughs> we probably were. Over under. What would you say was the month and year of that magazine, Chad? No, <laughs> if you'd like to ask, did my you find mom, the archives? I'm digging through. If you yeah. like. I, I have it on my iPad. I get it digitally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah real, to... real quick, let me look through my print archives I have here at the house. Yeah. <laughs> Thumb through them. Yeah. They're I'm cataloged. Gonna, this ah, is another thing is. for Casey to help us out with. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, she would love that. Yes. Yeah. Well, we have a great show in store for you. Not only do we have the Oscars.biz nominations coming up later, mm-hmm. which is just a primer because the actual award show is next week, and we'll talk all about that. Yeah. But we have actual Hollywood movers and shakers on the show. It has nothing to do with Oscars. They don't know that they're they, in the actu- same. They've actually worked hard to distance. Yeah, right from <laughs> Oscars. Mark Burnett from everything the Oscars stop does. <laughs> Mark Burnett and Roma Downey are coming up later on the show. Mark Burnett's the producer of Survivor, The Voice, uh, Shark Tank, all, all those shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and uh, Roma, his wife, uh, are, are the producers of the, the Bible miniseries and now the new Son of God film that's coming out today in theaters, February twenty eighth. Yeah, so they come up later. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But up first, your entertainment release is, let's see, music coming out on Tuesday, March 4th, this coming Tuesday. Drive-By Truckers is coming out with English Oceans. Real Estate is coming out with Atlas. Image and Heap is coming out with Sparks. The Royal Royal is coming out with The Return of the King. The Royal Royal is a great worship band. You ever think about doing a Royal Royal Royal, like six-minute abs kind of thing? Or if they covered Lord Song Royal. Or if they, like, were rural. Like the rural royal? What if one of them got called for civic duty in a courtroom? The rural, in a, in a, in a remote civic courtroom. So yeah. the rural, rural, rural juror. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's writing these down. Uh, <laughs> the, the royal, rural juror. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> royal, royal. Uh, page CXVI or page 116. You can call them either one. They don't really care. Uh, it's coming out with Lent to Monday Thursday. Uh, Rick Ross is coming out with Mastermind. I love the transition. <laughs> <laughs> and then sandwiched. Where, so wait, where does Rick Ross start and that other band end? I'm we're going to so... talk about Rick Ross here in a minute. And then John Mark McMillan is coming out with Borderland. So, yes. so that was an odd order, Chad. Yeah. That the Royal yeah. Royal page six FBI, Rick Ross and then John Mark. It's very very <laughs> intentional. So so what about Rick Ross about we're, Florida? Uh, yeah. It's coming up. Is that your slice? Yes. It's coming okay. Up. Is that okay? Should of I find course, another it's slice? Pretty good. No, it's okay. good. It's a great. Slice. I'm proud of our state. Good for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> Movies coming out on Friday, March seventh. Three hundred. Rise of an Empire, otherwise known as. You, why did they even need to make this movie? Yeah. I mean, is I'm going it, 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 to see it probably. At why? Is anybody excited about this? Three hundred was awesome. Three hundred like was abdominals. awesome like nine years ago. Yeah. Though. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, it hasn't got less awesome in those nine years. <laughs> 
Uh, have you watched it lately? <laughs> no, I, I, I haven't. Okay. I've moved okay, on. Then. I have no interest in the story. You have a funny life. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel is coming out. Um, Grand Piano is coming out. Uh, that's the Elijah Wood, uh, John Cusack film. Uh, and the face of the face of love, the Annette. Oh, Benning I'm looking at it right now. Robin Williams. Oh, You're so, so sweet. sweet. All right. <laughs> 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 Entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. Listening to John Mark McMillan. The song is Guns Slash Napoleon. Guns Napoleon. Cool. But there's a slash. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Danny Brown with the single Grown Up. All right, Cypher Slices. Okay, so a little live edit going on right now. What we just had, you know, Jesse always <laughs> kicks off slices, right? Right. And we just, we just sat here for eight minutes listening to him do a slice, yeah. which... Was, was awesome. we all hated? Which we're gonna go ahead and call a mulligan, <laughs> no. and we're gonna kick slices off with Eddie. What do you have, Eddie? And then Ed- and Jesse's gonna look for a replacement. Okay, so <laughs> I have my replacement in by Washington. The way. Just, just for a listener's benefit, it was about helping the homeless. Yeah, go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, my slices in Washington. They're building something about like tiny houses for homeless, tiny people. Um, okay, here's my actual slice. I'm not used to going first. This is a lot. This makes me nervous. Um, just hey, just hey, do it is- as well as you're welcome when you when the show starts. <laughs> right. Uh, here, well, I'll do it for you, Eddie. Here, There's a group called Eco Nest that has found the most popular band in each state. Hey, that is my slice. How did you know that? I'm pretty smart, Eddie. Because yeah. you told us earlier. Oh, did I? All right. Well, anyway, so there has been, um, they've been putting together data of online. Who's they? Uh, I don't know, research agencies. Okay. It, no, um, it's, a, it's a music intelligence <laughs> firm called EcoNest. Yeah, can Jesse and I just and do a, a slice developer together? there named Paul Lemire designed a map. Go ahead, Eddie. Interesting. What, what, what? Now on this map are uh, the the <laughs> names of bands that are distinctly popular by each state. Jesse, okay. can you explain a little bit? We're doing a slice together now. This is yeah. happening. It's a co-slice. A co-slice. Yeah, I thought so, the algorithm so, was interesting because it's not the most sales of this artist in right. each state. It's like, but but the proportion of the sales of is like proportionally higher. Right. In yeah. That state. Sales or streams. Basically, they look at the the most the like the 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 charts, streaming sales, all these different metrics, and see where there's a significant jump and one artist is ranks higher on the list right. than in other states so and, and exam- obviously like across the country it would probably just be like beyonce or something right but these are ones that are noticeably more popular in one state versus all the rest which is when they give an example they compare tennessee to new england and if we look at the hundred artists listed listed uh uh, listened to in Tennessee, and which artists fall furthest from the New England chart? We find the number one album, well, number one artist that's the most different is Hillsong United. So, well, I, th- I but Hillsong United was actually the band for South Carolina, yeah. right? But in Tennessee, they're ranked ninety seven. In New England, they're ranked one thousand and ninety seven. Gotcha. And so, the, but that's the, part of that is we don't have Christian radio stations really. Like, that's where I grew up, and I only thought that Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant were the only people <laughs> doing Christian music. Right. Um, can, can, can I say the most ironic entry on this list? Please. There's a band, there's a country band called Florida Georgia Line. There is. Which I've never heard. Oh. And it's they did awful. a song with Nelly. It's yeah. It's terrible. And they are most popular in Ohio. I don't listen to Nelly either. 
Are you too busy listening to Pharrell? Gosh. Wow. Nah, he's spinning oh, the new back I'm gonna I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to address that. Or back records. Yeah. When you guys are done, I have to, I have something to bring up. The listeners oh, did are you, mean. Did okay. you mess up mess Yeah, up we'll this? keep going with your thing and we'll get back around to Pharrell and Beck. All right, Jesse, what so, was the so most so ironic? Florida Georgia line is is the most popular in Ohio, which I find a little ironic. So so when I looked at this chart, you know, like the number the, the artist yeah. for Florida was Rick Ross. Right. And 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 the artist for the state of Washington was uh, the head and the heart, which they're from there. Great. Right. And it, like, it was really interesting. And you had like the naked and famous or you had like, like what I looked at when I saw this, like there was about 17 states. I think we should just get rid of. Well, there are some states that were noticeably just not caught up. Like Virginia was Dave Matthews band. Right. Like, but, yeah, but he, he's from Charlottesville. Yeah. He's from Virginia. Oh, okay. All right. Let's see what else. Was. I'm not making it. Excuse. It's South Let Carolina was Hillsong United, which I thought was fascinating. They were the only Christian artists out of the 50. I made the, I made the joke in on the, on the website that, you, you know, West Virginia was recently named the most miserable state in the union. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But their most popular band is Matchbox 20. So I'm trying to think if they're related. <laughs> Maryland is Kelly Rowland. Texas is George Strait. Right, and I that think that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so I think it's funny that you have like some of these massive legendary artists showing up and then you have like The Head and the Heart, which is like an indie kind of obscure band. Kentucky is Fallout Boy. Oh, my. Oh, well, Basically, uh, to Alabama start- is the Civil Wars. Yeah, that's cool. So like north of Tennessee, we just need to like take a big eraser and just whoop. Like oh just God. going up from Tennessee. I just want to be Look really clear again that that's Cameron. Well, I, every well, once in a while, I have to clarify. You have Sufian Stevens there in Illinois. Well, it, but he did an album. But go to the right. Yeah. I mean, like that's what, like look at look at the map <laughs> and right. go up. Why don't you just name the states that you'd like to no longer <laughs> I don't listen have that in front of me? Because read. what I counted last night it was it was at least seventeen. I'm like I I never want to travel to these states because if that's what these people are like, I don't want to inter- interact. It's with Alaska. Them. What was Alaska's? Oh, uh, uh, Jewel. Was it Jewel? Lincoln Park. No, 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 that's Arizona. That's Arizona. What's uh, oh. Ginger Kwan? Oh, that's good. How did you get Arizona and Alaska confused geographically? <laughs> no, 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 because I'm looking at the state abbreviations and I went too quick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but but back to my point, would you erase Arizona because it's Lincoln Park? Well, it's all the meth. The, yeah. It's all the meth heads. You literally don't want anybody to listen or read <laughs> relevant anymore. Is that what's happening? <laughs> like a, yeah. Okay. So so now that now we've covered the, the states, which you can see the whole map on relevantmagazine.com. Uh, speaking of, of, of music opinions that are evidently offensive, what what happened, Cameron? Well, Who people you? are mean on social media. Number one, I learned that. This well, that's a- given. A- yeah. Apparently, I have been. Desperate. Apparently. I offended people who still like listening to Third Eye Blind and still like listening to stuff from the nineties. And and like you did. So I've been getting all these like snide comments all week and stuff. <laughs> so so apparently my over the topness about dated music or whatever, how yeah. we shouldn't we we as a brand need to be careful about what we're covering, make sure da, da, da. this guy like tweets like, you know, well relevant shouldn't cover only what you like to me. And then, you know, he and I said, please explain. And he emailed me and we had a thoughtful dialogue. But but the thing is, is like the assumption is out there that like or he had the assumption, Chad and I, Chad and I talked about this and I showed him the emails. Like there's this perception that like when I say these things, these outlandish statements about bands and stuff like like I'm like, therefore, I'm limiting or I'm going to keep relevant from talking about those things or, you know, like like relevant is somehow only funneled through my personal taste, which is not the case. I mean, we cover hundreds of bands and artists and authors every year, and it clearly is not only things that I like, you know? So it's like... 
I get where he's coming from. I mean, you have rejected every Third Eye Blind um, lyrics review I've I've submitted. <laughs> yeah, I've I've pitched them for the cover numerous. <laughs> so the way that we pick like what we cover at relevant is that we kind of push each other on why and, and to be fair I, I don't even know if you were even making fun of him no I you no. you were I, I you was. were questioning yeah. his relevance the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the the currency of his latest project right you know what i mean and that's like, where i kind of go maybe it matters maybe this project will break a new territory maybe mm-hmm. it's like innovative and interesting and substantive and we should absolutely talk about it but if not well then let's just ignore it and move on yeah and there's a difference between what will be on your iphone that you're listening to and what will show up in relevant you've got two different absolutely and same with chad same with tyler same with jesse everybody who like brings coverage to the plate Mm -hmm. has their own personal tastes yeah and they but we also are all, all on the same page about what is right for the brand right. and so we it comes yeah. through our personal filter mm-hmm. but we come together to make these decisions you really see it at the end of the year when we do our top 10 list because we all kind of we submit our own top 10 list it, yeah. and it's it's all over it's the all map. over the place there might yeah. be three that would we be all agree on, all of them, right, and then right. we fight over the other ones yeah. in, in a good way like right, iron right. sharpening iron fight and 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 i actually the guy who tweeted me he sent me a very long email and i i appreciated that he cared enough about what we do here that he wanted to engage this because it had been bothering him for a while he said mm-hmm. and um and i'm like well i don't want to give that impression because that's not reality i mean mm. me me liking or not liking an artist has very little bearing on whether or not we cover them or how we cover them yeah um it, if if we can answer the why of the other stuff yeah um if it's right for the brand we'll cover it whether or not i like it i mean i don't read every book that we right review i don't read you know i mean it's like it's impossible that we go through that personal filter i think that's why we at relevant have to and i put myself in that you know uh need to put so much weight behind dc talk (laughs) and i know that i know that i was told before the show not to talk about it for two weeks because of oscars.biz and i don't want to overshadow it but in two weeks time when oscars.biz is done we need to get back to talking about that okay making it happen agree to disagree okay (laughs) (laughs) so so speaking of social media we've hit that from every angle what's that speaking of social media and feedback that we received this week we have a new column up at the website called Life 201 (laughs) written written by our very own Eddie Koffold it's a life life advice column and um, what'd you think John Uh, I loved it you are lying. Did. You, didn't, you didn't read it <laughs> or you didn't like, like it? Much like Cameron just said, I can't read every book. I can't read every column, Eddie. It does, yeah. uh, just to be really honest, it does not bother me if you do or if don't. If it makes it. you I feel better, curious. I read both of Cameron's Instagrams this morning. The one about the coffee, wink, wink, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the one with you in it. You know what? Good enough. I'll take that. <laughs> I feel affirmed and I appreciate that, John. Good. So, so Eddie, and I want you to know that I've been reading all of stuff Christian's like ever. I've read every word. So, But it's the same. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not, it's not personal it's yeah, just yeah, you yeah. know so, i just have that courtesy so episode two went up on monday we published a new one every monday now and 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 i get a text monday night from eddie going why is everybody so mean to me on facebook <laughs> what is happening yeah <laughs> because the first one went up and it was l- largely positive feedback and then this one yeah or, or generally like i kind of knew the pushback was going to be kind of i i under i understood the tension and they 
they explained the tension of the article well. And so, you know, obviously I'd read the piece and it was I liked it a lot. It was What's really the good. title of the piece? Facebook users are stupid. <laughs> no, <Here's why. laughs> no, so so the, there were three uh, three questions answered in this week's column and the main right. one that it's titled around was Yeah, is it basically okay to party in Christian? Be so Christian so it's just like 22-year-old girl asked the question of like my friends are going out and having a good time and I'm a Christian and I kind of like, you know, I want to have fun. I'm young, but like how much is too much? Where's the line sort of a thing? Right. And then Eddie answered it thoughtfully. He's a counselor and a pastor. I mean, this is, it was really good and fun and it was interesting. And, and people on Facebook were, were not all fully. I would say they decimated me. Yeah. That was the word you used that night. What did they say? Oh man, it was everything. It was all three of the questions really in different ways. Like some of them from, I, I think the one that actually, like some of it you could tell like their own story was intersecting with these answers and there was deep stuff that they were wrestling with. And so part of me is like, I get that, you know, like you can't talk about like if somebody brings up adoption, I'll just start to cry because it's so much like a part of like yeah, my story. It's personal. So it's personal, right? Uh, so those I kind of like understood and somebody some disagreed because partying had been a really difficult thing for them and it wasn't as simple as just ex- explain but the the one that really killed me was the third question was kind of a playful banter with a kid that uh was like i'm afraid like i'm afraid to date like it's like just, how do i talk to girls how do yeah. i talk to girls and my advice was basically like you got to just suck it up and do it it's been hard forever it's a scary thing everybody's insecure and eventually you just have to put on your big boy pants and do it and people were like this is why Christian men are leaving the church in record numbers and I was Wait, it, how did that make people want to leave I, I think they thought it was too harsh and, and the truth of the matter is I email afterwards all the people that I actually answer the question and then answer the question personally because uh, yeah. there's a personal element to it that you can't address on a public forum and I emailed the guy and he was like no that was great I just got to suck it up I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a girl I'm like great go for it man well, but it, it was like it was Eddie, hard you're the well, nicest person ever like when yeah. somebody I mean I, I get that yeah. too. Like I told people, like, if I say, hey, let's go on an adventure, s- fill out this survey monkey, I'll add you to my awesome whatever. Right. And they go, I need more details. Then I delete the email. Because if, if like the edge of your adventure sense is filling out a three-question survey monkey, like you're going to hate the rest of interacting with me. Hmm. And so people are like, how dare you? You de- <laughs> you demean every reader you have. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, it was well, it was rough. Here, if I don't know if this is any consolation, Eddie, but I've thought about that. As I, I'm not, you know, John could attest to this too. As someone who's written, I haven't written nearly as much on the internet or published nearly as much as as someone like John. But you know, as someone who, with some regularity, publishes articles and things online, I, you know, everything. There are people that just want to complain for the sake of complaining. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think it, it, that I would rather see heated, polarizing discussion about something I wrote, even if some of it's a little mean spirited, than people not caring about it. Yeah. So you know, at least they read it and they cared enough to write. You know what I mean? Like even if they're taking something with me personally, if I believe in what I wrote and believe that's quality and I stand by it, I don't mind if people disagree because at least they took the time to read it and it's creating discussion. Mm-hmm. You know. What What was funny to me is what happened this week, and because after Eddie and I. Talk, interacting on Monday night, like I talked to Tyler and I wanted to get his take on this. And, and so what, what we've observed, what I observed is 
Eddie not being in media, you know, like your entree was is the podcast. And right. if you follow us on the podcast on Twitter or interact with the podcast on Twitter, Eddie will tweet you back. I mean, yeah. he reads every one of them. He interacts with every one of them. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's like fans and friends. And it's fun. And it's a big love fest. And <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess and then, so. <laughs> he, then he went over into the world of writing. Yeah. And that is a different beast because... People over there, the people who comment have opinions and they want to be heard. And it's just like, they're not friends and fans and love fest. It's people with opinions. So what's, what, what's disorienting is like on Facebook, like there's 900 likes of that piece, but there's 22 comments and the majority of the comments are negative or because think about it. If I liked it, I'm going to hit that button. If I didn't like it, I'm going to say something. So when you read the comments, it is disproportionately negative always. And yeah. so the, the rule number one is never read the comments, which is really hard because in the podcast, you do read all the comments because you interact right. with them. This whole thing is part of an interaction. Yeah. Oh. So, so like that's the key is like the reason why journalists are jaded is mm-hmm. I believe comments and you like in media, the way you keep your sanity is you, you just don't read the comments and yeah. that's really, really hard. And yeah. it's a different well, but I But I'd say two things. One, journalists are jaded because – we learned last time they're sociopaths too. Right. <laughs> I think you have to re- like you have to remember at the very entry fee to a comment is I believe people need to know what I think. <laughs> like so it filters out a broad spectrum of normal people who will go about the rest of their life not thinking about Eddie. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like the the pri- like the price of admission to come through the door is it's time for the world to know. Like, and so once you know that, you go, ah, what are you going to do? But, but, but see, and I, and I you know, I think it, 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 part of it, too, is developing a sense of detachment from taking things personally. It, you know, I know it's easier said than done. But like I said, for me, it's like, look, I would rather see a comment stream of, of if, you know, 50 you know, comments long of people debating whether they loved or hate something I wrote because at least it's engaging enough for them to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think maybe it just comes with time, but you stop taking stuff or, or you develop the ability to not have things, you know, kind of hit you personally. I don't know, Cameron, and I, I think you'd agree with this. Like, the smartest thing I ever heard Bill Maher say was they said, can you ever develop thick enough skin that the criticism doesn't hurt? And he said, no, because to do what you do as a communicator, you have to be overly sensitive to understand what people are going through, what they're dealing with, who they are, where they're at. And he said, you don't get to turn off the hard part of that and keep the good part. Like they're, they're one and the same. And so, yeah, I would say I've gotten better at handling it over the last few years, but it's, I'd be lying if I said like, Oh, it's water of a duck's back. Like, yeah. no, it still that's, is not fun. That's exactly it. In a, in a column that I, thought of doing because for i want to be helpful like that was it for to hear over and over again that was not helpful was just that was the part that was exactly right that was what was crushing and so part of me wants to turn that off but also some of it i mean you know i've i've read it all and i won't next week but i understand that like i have to dial in the voice a little bit like the like i i think there's a a, i think there's stuff to learn from it but that's that was a really good point john you know i I, the thing that i came back to like the reason i wanted to talk to tyler Mm -hmm. after this was like okay was it an idea that we believe in right will this column you know the column it's gonna be fun and engaging and cover a wide spectrum of things that our readership wants to really dialogue and talk about Mm -hmm. so yeah okay there's a need for the column is eddie the right person to write it yes Mm -hmm. did we select the right questions yes did did eddie answer them well yes 
Do we stand by every word that we published? Absolutely. Well, then we okay. do it next week and we do it again yeah. and we do it again. We keep going. Yeah. And, and it, like, that's the thing is like, you're right. You do have to evaluate. You listen with one ear. I think we talked about that recently, yeah. it's, or I did with Don. Yeah. Like, like, how do you deal with criticism when you're out in front? You know, I was curious, mm-hmm. Don and others, like, who, yeah. who uh, obviously he's been annihilated recently. Right. You know, so it's like, I want to, like, how do you personally deal with it? And it's like, yeah, you, there's a portion of it you do need to listen to, or else you become, you know, t- too insular and full of yourself. But, yeah. but if you believe all the people who praise you, you get a, a wrong sense right. of yourself. And you believe all the people who hate you, you'll yeah. get a false sense of yourself. And so you have to, like, stand by what you do evaluate so be be self-aware and then just keep doing it yeah it was it was really helpful because there was i run everything i write through a pastor at our church just to make sure because i'm still always representing the church and uh and i and brianne is also really helpful because I, I when i was texting you that monday night i was just like is this am i off base he's like no it was, it was still good yeah because people were just saying like this is awful advice and they were just yeah. like being rude yeah. and it wasn't it was it was yeah. it was in, well. engaging and insightful and helpful I and, and plus like i was listening to i think it was like colin coward like the espn personality you know and he said if you look at all the most successful people in media like in terms of personalities there's one thing that they have in common that's that they have strong opinions and they're willing to defend them and mm-hmm. it, 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 that basically, if, as long as you believe what you're saying, you like Cameron was saying, that, that you can stand by it at the end of the day. Let people disagree, but that's what most successful, uh, you know, media personalities have the ability to do. You know, is to create those strong opinions and stand behind them. But it, it was shocking, not shocking, but it was like such an eye-opening thing for me to see what happened through your eyes, mm-hmm. Eddie, because. I've been doing this 13 years. Uh, and so, it's like, like taking a kid to Mean Disney World for the first time. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. You know. He's like, but there's so many people that don't like me. You're like, Man, there is. There's I, a lot of rides here. I was really crushed. It was really hard. Yeah. You know. Well, well, and it's like I yeah. forgot. And it's yeah. like not to be desensitized, but there's things that I've had to do to protect myself from stuff like that. And I, so, mm-hmm. but we're all human, right? And so, like, I have. Um, tweet deck on my on my screen a lot during the day and so i'll see the streams of the relevant feed and the reactions to the relevant feed and the relevant podcast and stuff like that and in between meetings you know like uh, last week my eye caught there was an article we published and my eye caught somebody just ripping it to i mean like publicly not replying to us like publicly just ripping our brand to shreds. Yeah. It's that, the one I sent you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. But and and, and and I had five minutes to kill in between meetings. Mm-hmm. And so I as relevant responded to her. And mm-hmm. and just like I have this I have this ability or this desire to like because people in social media forget that there's humans on the other side of it. Yeah. It freaks them out when you respond. Uh-huh. Like it and, scares them to death. And so like I always will respond and I'll, you know, you know, we hear you, but you know, here's our heart. I think you're misunderstanding like wh- why we did it or why we did it that way. And um, I, I engage them in dialogue. Now this in particular like inflamed it because she hates us and then has a circle of people who hate us. And it just infl- everything I was saying was inflaming them. And, 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 and it was like, uh oh, this is why you don't do this, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I couldn't like just stop, you know? So I like, I had to like try and like see it through. And it was like for 30 minutes, like, um, but it just kept like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I can't, I'm not winning this battle. I'm not winning them over. I'm not winning hearts and minds here. And I, I need to stop. And I don't know what to, and I remembered like, this is why I, I can't, I, you know, people are just going to throw things out there and yeah. you can't like. Let every one of them affect you. Yeah, you know? I, Eddie, I remember the first time. I remember two incidences, but I remember the first time 
you know, I remember calling Dana at the time saying, listen, I don't go into somebody else's job and tell them if I think they're doing a bad job to their face. That's hurtful, right, right. you know, but but you develop the ability to, to, to realize, you know, look, people, especially on the Internet, you know, they want to have a platform. They want to have an opinion, too. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the trade off, unfortunately, is, you know, putting stuff out there, letting people say whatever they want about it. Even if that's negative and personal, yeah. you know. So are you I mean, right I, now? It's I, been I, a I few feel days. that was actually really helpful. Yeah, I, I am. It was hard. I tried to write last night. I couldn't write, and I everything I was writing was just so tame and boring. Like I was bored by it, and I could tell I was just lowballing it. But I'm back in the game, Coach. Thanks. That good. was good. That was really helpful. John that was really helpful, man. I appreciate it. And Jesse. Good. And Chad. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, if it's cold really detachment works for you. Yeah, guys. I'm going to basically, <laughs> I'm going to follow, I'm going to do what Cameron does and just kind of camouflage my life. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Call back. All right. Uh, what do you have, John? <laughs> well, it, that's a hard follow. <laughs> no, uh, it felt like we, all of a sudden, we went to a very kind of after school special Eddie moment. <laughs> yeah, you, really, um, you guys really counseled me through this. In the middle of a slice, we had a little bit of counseling. <laughs> so just to be clear, what happened, Jesse did a slice. We edited the whole thing. You'll never hear it. It was about helping the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not something that apparently is uppercase relevant. So then we just went to my slice that Jesse and I then did together. Then you guys counseled me for quite a while. And now John's going to do a slice about go for it. Yeah, so I love I our show. Is it about, is about helping the disenfranchised? I'm interested to hear it. That's yeah. interesting. You know what? Actually, edit point you'd be, right you'd there. You'd be the only one, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, evidently. John for the win. Good job. So, no, I don't know if you saw it in the news or not, but there's a huge, successful Silicon Valley venture capitalist that wants to try to split California into six separate states. Um, This guy has argued that, you know, it's such a diverse uh, state. Hmm. The more pop, more politicians would help. There's different sections that are in bankruptcy, and his name is uh, Draper, which is a funny kind of like you know madman thing. And yeah. his nickname is the Risk Master, which it feels like the flavor of a of an axe body cologne. Um, <laughs> but I saw so they started breaking them up, and people started making mockeries of it. Um, and so I thought I'd, I'd tell you my favorite one that I saw. So this person created a map in the northern section of California. The northern state would be called Put a Bird on It. Uh, <laughs> Good Portlandia yeah. throwback. Yeah. The, the next section down, I'll go top to bottom. The next section down is called Where Sensible People Live. <laughs> um, the section that would incorporate uh, San Francisco is called Facebook.com. Um, yeah. the kind of the, the valley or the kind of inland empire is called this whole state smells like cow manure. I don't, I haven't been there, but I assume that, um, although we lost 17 states listening, um, with Cameron's rant, I assume we'll lose California now. Yeah. Um, the very bottom, and I'm just reading, they wanted to call little Mexico. Um, I believe that's the section that borders Mexico. And then my favorite was L.A. and um, Orange County would be called, let's just call this one California so the rest of the country stops being wrong about what California is like. Funny. That's exactly right. I'm just shocked that this, that this risk master gentleman brought a genuine idea that he put a lot of personal time in, published it on the Internet, and people made a mockery of it. Really hurtful. <laughs> it's really hurtful. But so I thought that was funny, the idea of splitting California into six different different states and then the challenge i thought i'd i'd give you guys is as your florida natives oh yeah how would you dissect florida if you said okay three parts four parts five parts like is it 
all old people, less old people. <laughs> I mean, like people that don't know that the ocean is in Florida and live in Tallahassee. Like, how would you? It is. How would you divide it? It is really it's five. Five. Yeah. It's well, the Panhandles. It's the, pa- the Panhandle is Southern Alabama. Southern Alabama. Just give it to Alabama. <laughs> let Alabama go straight down. Just, and just give it to it. Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Right. Expand and basically expand their little shoreline. That little. You know what people in Alabama just, call Southern Alabama? Hmm. They call it L.A. from Lower <laughs> Alabama. Oh. I was I was in a Hardee's and somebody said just got back from L.A. and I was you, like there is no way sir that you were in Los Angeles you were in a Hardee's where else do I buy large hamburgers whatever yeah, I was gonna say what, why are you guys hating on Hardee's man you get thick burgers somewhere else please yeah. inform yeah okay so, so I mean so okay so so southern Florida the southern tip Miami area I yeah. mean there's two there's two my there's three Miami's right so, but, but would you just put the keys out on their own. That, that's, that's like sort of Jimmy Buffett. World. They're just floating out in the water a, on their own. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that Margaritaville? Yeah. Are we just going to call it that? They call it Margaritaville. They've called just, them just, so- just, yeah, just annex Margaritaville for the United States. They've, Let it be its own fun little country. They've tried. They call themselves the Conk Republic. And many, many years ago, they made a legitimate effort to just secede from the Union. So I'd let them. So just be the Conk Republic down there. Then you get into Little Cuba, basically. So, so you have Little Cuba. You have South Beach, the flamboyant. South Beach, uh, dis- you know, and then you also is have. There, is it glitter, like a glitter district? Glitterville, we'll call it Glitterville. <laughs> Glitterville, <laughs> LeBron then, James Glitterville. So Miami <laughs> is either Little Cuba, Glitterville, or it's all retired New York, right? It's Jewish like, people, yeah, like it's, Southern Brooklyn. Yeah, you basically took the New England Northeast area and just popped it down there. Yeah, and and so that's but so Miami is weird in the sense that it's three things by itself. But then you go north. Yeah, there's well, you have nothing. If, yeah, there's nothing. So you have basically all the pockets around the city. So Tampa, St. Pete is is all old people. All old people. All old people. And where I grew up. And where you grew up. Okay. Orlando is obviously the theme parks and, and nobody's from here. It's a very transient city. No, Disney. Just straight up just, Disneyland. Just call it if Disney. we're going to start this, we'll call it Relevant Town. Just if yeah. this catches on, I don't want to miss the opportunity. What about Harry Potter Magic Kingdom? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we, like a hybrid. Right. But see... <laughs> Harry We're playing into stereotypes now, folks. I don't. Oh, it's not our Orlando, anyway. I, I won't get offended. <laughs> it's not you our had Orlando. A, you had no problem saying that part of Miami. the part of the yeah. state was filled with old New York Jews, but you <laughs> but don't you dare tell us that Disney's here. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, if you go 20 minutes outside of any urban or metro area, it's just straight up redneck and retiree. So then you're you're saying there's just like a huge kind of swamp southern land that just crawls up to major cities and then the major cities have their own vibe. It does. That's where the news comes from. When all the weird Florida news happens, it's those just it's from swamp land. to weird yeah. middle areas. There that, are people getting eaten by alligators. Yeah, is that like, swamp land? It's martial Daily. law. Everything about a, an hour south of Orlando to Miami martial is... Martial law. That's what it's called. It's, just, it's called common law wife and martial law. <laughs> it's, it's called the Thunderdome. Welcome to Florida. Yeah, yeah Florida's <laughs> weird. Florida doesn't slice up as neatly as California uh, Yeah, does. I guess not. I just didn't realize. I knew that florida would be one of those states because like if i said you slice up missouri it'd be like well it's uh, just missouri, missouri. Yeah. <laughs> it's already pre-sliced. i mean we can combine it with a couple other states and i wouldn't know the difference to be yeah honest. there's a swatch of they, they can be absorbed into like six states and there's a swatch yeah. of states if you go north of tennessee and they uh, take right. just make it one big state just and make it, it the, the midwest the florida yeah. georgia line and yeah. there you go all right. So is Jesse doing a slice, or was his part of Eddie's? Yeah, he just hijacked Eddie's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gone to, he, we got Oscars. That biz stuff coming up. Let's do it. All and right. Now into our eleventh hour of the relevant so, podcast. So stay tuned. Coming up next, we talk to Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. Digital. 
You're listening to St. Vincent. The song is Digital Witness from her new album, St. Vincent. Mark Burnett and Roma Downey are the producers uh, behind Son of God, new film which opens in theaters today, February 28th. Um, obviously, it's the story of Jesus, and mm-hmm. it's based or was launched out of the incredibly successful uh, Bible miniseries that happened on the History Network uh, last year. Um, Mark Burnett is the producer of The Voice and Survivor and so many other uh, popular shows, and his wife, Roma Downey, is the actress that you know from Touched by an Angel, and she was also uh, Jesus' mother in the Bible, uh, the Choose. I wonder yeah. why they decided to launch this like as a theatrical release instead of a. I, honestly, I think it was given the overwhelming success of the miniseries. It was yeah. like, is there a portion of a two-hour portion of this ten yeah. hours that we could? And, and 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 I think I don't think it's just an excerpt from it. I think yeah. it's you know good for them. Stands on its own, but it's a way to impact Hollywood. Good for them. That's great. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. So uh, our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke to them. Here are Mark Burnett and Roman Downey. I get the sense that a lot of people in the in the general public, a, a lot of critics even, were very surprised at just how well the Bible series went over in terms of ratings. Were you guys surprised? We were, we were um, happy. I don't think we were surprised. I think we prayed about this so much and had literally put years into making the Bible series and then subsequently the Son of God movie we just felt there was such a thirst um, for God and for God-based, kingdom-based programming on primetime TV. I mean, you've got to know, though, so many people said to us who aren't people of faith, said, you know, you guys are crazy. No one's going to watch this. You've got so many big shows. Who's going to watch this on primetime TV? And, and in Roma, what do I say? You're going to be surprised. You don't understand. <laughs> And sure enough, it was about you know 13 million people every Sunday at 8 o'clock. And then the repeats were even pulling in 3 to 4 million people. So over a six-week period, 100 million Americans watched the Bible. Yeah, Tyler, it, it went out around the world. You know, it's, it's continued to ripple, um, splash, really, around the world. It was huge numbers in Australia, Hong Kong. Uh, various European countries, South and Central America. It's just been extraordinary. And I think what it speaks to is the hunger that people have for God, the hunger they have for hope. And um, and I think that, um, you know, we see that in these extraordinary numbers of people tuning in. So after the success of the Bible, obviously you probably had a lot of ideas about what a a proper follow-up would be. What made uh, the idea of doing uh, the Son of God sort of rise to the top? Well, yeah, when we were shooting the Bible, um, we just realized that it was electric. The atmosphere was electric while we were shooting um, the story of Jesus. And Roma, who plays Mary... Um, and Diogo Morgado, the Portuguese actor who plays Jesus, just lit up the screen. And so we, we shot more, and we knew that 
we'll take that and make a separate movie just about Jesus. That would be just over two hours long and a perfect movie-going experience because we feel this is meant to be seen. Jesus should be seen on the big screen. And Tyler, Jesus hasn't been on the big screen in a decade. It's been 10 years since the Passion of the Christ was on the screen. And it's been almost 50 years since the greatest story ever told uh, was on the screen. Our movie, unlike Passion, deals with the narrative of Jesus' life from the Nativity right through to the Ascension. And um, we see the opportunity here for this film to reach a whole new generation um, and bring to life the story of our Lord and Savior. So as you're filming really the entire series, but but the Gospels in particular, uh, this is such a precious narrative to millions, billions of people around the world. Is there, does it, is it daunting to you? Is it intimidating to try to do that story justice as you're writing and creating the show? Well, you know, we, it was a, 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 we understood that um, creating um, a film around the Gospel came with a huge responsibility. It's one that we took very seriously. Uh, We worked with uh, various scholars and theologians and Bible experts each step of the way. And, And since then, with faith leaders and pastors of all denominations, uh, we wanted to tell the story in a way that would be, that would be true and accurate, that would, that would beat with the heartbeat of the love of the Lord that would show the extraordinary uh, love that God had for us, that he loved us so much that he sends Jesus for us and that Jesus will bring us home. And, um, you know, I think that we uh, managed to to create a film that, um, that it, that's not, not only satisfies, but, a, you know, is is impacting people in a way it's opening their hearts it's it's um teaching them but it's also moving them and um you know we're we're really pleased with how it turned out and 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 the feedback the early feedback that we've been getting You've spoken a little bit about how this film will be different in terms of how much of Jesus's life you cover. Obviously, the passion was a very limited scope of Jesus's life. Um, but is there anything different in your mind about how you portray Jesus, about how the character of Jesus comes across, as opposed to some of the other renditions of his life? Well, I think what's important here is a couple of things is that, you know, the passion, while a great movie, was only three days right in the life of Jesus, pretty much, and a quick, tiny piece of, of resurrection. Yeah. So if you did, if, if you're a person who doesn't really know the story of Christ, and you watch that, you'd really be hard pressed to know what came before and why he was being arrested and tried and what was going on. You know. So for a pure Christian audience, it's fine. But in terms of an audience that doesn't know, you need to set up what is going on. Son of God sets up from the very beginning the prophecy, uh, and, and, and John is telling us that, um, and, and how 
you know, it's, it starts off with, with the words. In, in, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so it's very beginning, it's very clear that this prophecy came true. Uh, quick nod to the Old Testament, and it goes into the birth and nativity of Christ. And then we spend like an hour on the mission, you know, with the miracles, and you really fall in love with him. And, and But at the same time, you see how scared the disciples were. <laughs> I mean, this was easy. I mean, they didn't even know they were in the Bible, right? They're just guys who <laughs> leave their livelihood and, and, and mysteriously follow this charismatic leader who turns out to be the Son of God. But they don't know that to begin with. And so you really feel the tension, and you also get the tension of the temple authorities who are scared. Who is this guy who's coming to Jerusalem? The Romans who just want to keep order and don't want a rebellion. And Jesus and the disciples you know, come right into Jerusalem at Passover, into the lion's den, pretty much. It's almost like a you know, Luther Daniel coming to the lion's den. Um, and it's very tense. So you watch this movie, and you've never heard about this story, you are crystal clear mm. who Jesus is, mm. how scary it was for the disciples, and what it was like in, in that time in AD 33. And so it's very important, and it's a very tension-filled and love-filled dramatic movie. That was Mark Burnett and Roman Downey. Make sure to check out Son of God in theaters nationwide and listen at the end of this podcast to learn how you can win tickets to see the movie. listening to Fantagram. The song is Bill Murray from their uh, album Slices. I have a portrait of Bill Murray in my house. Did you hear about Bill Murray and uh, who's the fellow that died? This? Harold Ramis. Harold yeah. Ramis. Like they had a they had a falling out after Harold Ramis directed uh, Groundhog Day and they never talked since then. Oh. And they, that was it. That's, like, Bill Murray probably feels pretty bad right now. That's what that song is about. I think, I think, I think he think wrote so. I think he wrote a little tribute to him this week. Oh, did he? Yeah. Folks, this I is, believe this, so. This, this is a lesson um we're not, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. God. And uh, to live life without regrets. And to to I like forgive. to live it like no one's... I like to dance like no one's watching. Yeah. Forgive. I dance like everyone's love. watching. <laughs> don't, don't let those... Don't let past hurts, you know, keep you from... What has happened to this show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's what Fanagram had in mind when they wrote Bill Murray. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, back to the Fanagram song. All right, so next week, <laughs> next week is a big deal. Next week is the Oscars.biz Awards, yes. the the fourth annual um, competition based or non non celebrity reality television awards that we've been doing for now four years, and we're mixing it up this year. Uh, so you know, long time listeners know in previous years we've gone through literally every n- nomination category and every nominee and and kind of told them all we we realized that we need to leave some of that 
reveal for next week when the audience has spoken, when we have all gone to the website, we've all seen, we've watched the clips, we've all experienced it, and then we have this shared thing next week. Right. So what we want to do is just to, to prime the pump a little bit. To get to, to get, we want to give you a taste of like maybe like two categories that you know these are actual categories this year for the Oscars.biz. These are the nominees, but what you what we want you to do is go over to the website to check out all the other ones. So so with 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 like two, Jesse, take it away. I'm excited. Okay, so uh, very excited about this year. We got some new categories, got a lot of new programming. Uh, so so feel free to interject your commentary, but nothing will change. These are solid. <laughs> I've already submitted them to the Reality TV Foundation. And Where's that based? It, it's uh, it's Florida. in uh, South Florida. Yeah, it's, in, it's right. In it's between. in sort of a nebulous swampland. Kind of we're not, east, we can't really east of Sarasota in just a dark, weird area. All right. So so the first nominee for this year's Oscars for this award. Show that is not about what the title implies it is about. Okay. Thankfully, it's not about what the title implies okay. it is about. All okay. Right. So here's the category. Combat Pawn. It's just a used gun store. There's no actual <laughs> combat between pawn stores. Okay. All right. It's not pawn shops fighting each other. What yeah. You're I, that's what I'm saying. It's a little disappointing. Top Hooker. <laughs> this is a guys, it's a competitive fishing program. No. What were you thinking about, Sicky? It's a it's a competitive fishing program. <laughs> Tickle. Yeah. About tickling. It's 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 a spin-off of Moonshiners about Mr. Tickle who runs the Tickle Tackle Shop. Is that Mr. Tickle? About- His name is Tickle. It's not You've Mr. Watched this? Of course I've watched Outlaw Moonshiners. Oh yeah, that's right. It's, it's a great show. Cameron Sabbatical. But, but yeah, I had some monster well, kill. He, he requested that during the program I formally address him as Mr. Tickle. Okay. <laughs> warlocks Rising. <laughs> this is obviously about the rising of the Warlocks. Yeah, uh, evidently there's a motorcycle gang called Warlocks. Oh, this is show about okay. Warlocks. I thought it was about locks made during the war. Oh. <laughs> Another option. <laughs> like, 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 like a History stuff. Channel show about padlocks made during World War II. <laughs> I mean, don't hate on locks. They protect them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, finally, tanked. Obviously, it's about fish tanks. Right. Okay, so... So, so this category, I mean, listeners again don't know the edit, but this is the first category that they're hearing because there are two two duds already. So we're gonna just edit those out, and, oh, and this will be the first. Uh, you poor sweet guy. I I really hope the Flavor Town Award, which listeners aren't gonna know what it is, makes okay. it on the page. Well, the problem was that Jesse brought two categories that were visual to an audio format. And I would suggest that listeners want, that want to convey sympathy to Jesse just go and tweet Jesse Carey quote because that person will respond. Well, the, the bad thing is right now Jesse is scratching his best smell category. That was next. <laughs> <laughs> best taste category coming up. That, that's gone. Yeah. Most beautiful sunset. The first one is red. It's this picture where I want to describe that there's a palm tree in the foreground and... Uh, hey, and J- hey, Jesse, to your credit, if this was Eddie, we'd have a half hour discussion of his feelings next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... God bless me, you. Let me say this. In two categories coming up is you're going to be glad it's not a visual show because it's worse use of unnecessary nudity. So, you're welcome. <laughs> Alright, okay. so the best new genre... So basically, I'm uh, what I'm trying to determine with this is what will be the next cupcake mafia craze on reality TV. Okay, you know, like what, what's going to be the next thing? Like, like the cupcake deal was. Yeah. So is it going to be custom fish tank rest- restoration slash fabrication? <laughs> right. It's gotten huge. Yeah. It's we had fish tank fish tank kings and tanked. 
Well, it'd be oh. preachers living in fresh French-style mansions. Yeah. Big, big year for that. Big Three year. different shows. Swamp-based econ- swamp economy <laughs> comedies. Swamp-based economy. <laughs> comedies. God. So we, we had Dukes of Haggle, uh, Buying the Bayou, and Gator Boys this year. Wow. wow. Yeah. And finally, uh, I, I have a feeling this one, I, I think uh, uh, I, I see this uh, you know, kind of taking over television. Oddly specific regional relationship dramas. Like, say, dress the, say yes to the dress Atlanta, Alaskan women looking for love, and the princesses of Long Island. So oddly specific relationship dramas. Right. Only if you're just, oh, I, I like this because I'm in Atlanta and I'm looking to get married. Yeah. yeah. This is a show I like. Yeah. Not only that, I don't have a wedding dress that I'm going to pick a controversial one and go on TV for. So, so, those are, so we, need, we need help knowing which one is going to be the next Cupcake Mafia. All right. So, so those are two. Those are two. Um, there's obviously going to be a lot more. This is a very big deal yeah. there's a wide range of things that we need yeah. to the magic has only gotten started yeah yeah so the key is is now it's up to you the listeners to go to oscars.biz o-s-k-a-r-z the way they sell, spell it in southern florida uh oscars or northern florida i guess <laughs> oscars.biz and go and vote and so uh, next week on the show, we will have our big awards gala. We will have the Lifetime Achievement Awards. We will have our In Memoriam section. We'll have a special musical guest, probably. You guys have your outfits I, picked out? I, I have my outfit picked I, out. I, 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 will say, I will say that uh, I've already got the musical guest. And they're, they're going to be in the studio. The Los Lonely Boys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what was their I, song? What was the big... Wait, How Far to Heaven? Is that them? It seems like a, store, a song that's playing... I think we may have talked about this, like in the background of stores very frequently. Very frequently. I don't know. Like that, if you're at Marshall's or TJ Maxx, like that's Like that's a Jamba on. Juice. Yeah, that's on like 50% of the time. Have you heard the the big Taco Bell campaign that yeah, Leagues, Leagues is... is Oh, yeah. wow. Is that like for breakfast? No, it's not their breakfast campaign. I wonder if they get free Taco Bell. I would, I would put it. I would put. I would hope so. I always wonder I mean, what the I would, limit I would put of that, that in the contract. Is. But even if they didn't, I would just start singing the song that's on the commercial when I pull up to the drive-through. Yeah, you know, Russell Wilson got has a free Chipotle card, free Chipotle for life. Oh, that would be if I had that. It, I'd seriously eat probably fourteen meals a week there. Have you had the one where they wrap it in a cheese uh, quesadilla? Wow, they what wrap is that? a burrito in a cheese. Yeah, quesadilla. it's a cheeserito or something, and you have to order it when there's not a big crowd and they're busy. And <laughs> instead of a burrito shell, guy. they yeah. use a cheese quesadilla. Man, that's cool. That's like In and Out. How there's the whole like secret menu of stuff you can order. That's really cool. You can do that. I feel dumb in In and Out though because people are like, you got to order the double upside down animal yeah. style. Yeah, give me the jungle burger. Yeah, jungle. Yeah. You're like, I thought I just wanted a cheeseburger. And, uh, I, and yeah. I pull up and I'm like, number one? Yeah, yeah. Know, like, and everybody's got double-double animal style. Have you ever been to a barbecue place where the small is given like a girl name? There's one near our house and it's yes. like, there's like the the big guy and then there's the little girl. And you have to be like, I'll take the little girl. And it's just not good. And then that guy from To Catch a Predator comes around the corner. Yeah, and you're oh. like, oh, I didn't even know. Uh, Chris <laughs> I was just here to get a sandwich. What are you doing I don't know. Here? Yeah, why do you have the Mike's Hard Lemonade, sir? Um... <laughs> I'm just saying that's what all of them can, all of those guys sketch a predator I'm just saying they might as well set up the sting at the 7-Eleven because it's only the predators buying that you are I'm, so, you so guess, your statement is only pedophiles buy we, Mike's hard lemonade we can cut this out 
Because probably in poor taste. But no, I'm just no, saying. it was actually funny. We'll leave it in. Oh, I'm just, God. <laughs> I'm just, no, I was making a joke. It's a real beating you're getting today, Jesse. <laughs> that, that's okay, Eddie. I've been writing on the internet for a long time. <laughs> I'm used to being I'm hurt used constantly. To this, yeah. <laughs> I, write, I write every day on the internet. So, um, He's used to it. Yeah, no, that's... that's oh, I, me man. and my friend, we were, we're trying to come up with like a, 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 like a sketch comedy show one time. And we had an idea for a skit where it was called To Catch a Predator. And it was like an actual like predator from the movie. <laughs> and he would like oh pull God. up. He would like pull up in like a yellow Mustang with like Mike's hard lemonade and like walk in. And then have is a confrontation sh- with Chris Hansen. Can you see him or is he shimmery disguised? Like the yeah, whole yeah. Well, well, then he leaves out and he, he runs out the door in the shimmery disguise and commandos come and get him. The sketch kind of, it's really predicated on the name Predator. It's kind of a one-off, so, but it, it works. It's, 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 so, you know, it's sort of one of those SNL skits that just one joke over and over what, again. What, like what? He, they're catching a Predator. But he's actually a predator. We, we predator. get it. So what? What? Are, what, are, what were some of the other other ideas for this? For show? our sketch comedy yeah, show, yeah, uh-huh. I'd have to go review the notes. Uh-huh. Please do. I, I, I tell you what, I'll review my sketch comedy notes because they're extensive, and I'll bring them to the show. <laughs> I just remember that one because we we're talking about Mike's Hard Lemonade. But anyway, <laughs> and see if there's anything that would translate to just kind of an audio only because we could probably all work out <laughs> and do one of these sketches. Let me, yeah, yeah. Let me let me describe what a predator looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're driving a yellow Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for the uh, the Oscars that is nominations announcement. So the nominees in full are over at Oscars.biz. Go over there, read them, and vote. And next week, we will reveal the winners and losers of the 2014 Oscars.biz award. Okay. Stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. You're listening to Calm Trues. The song is Declination, featuring Joel Ford from the album Wave One. Okay, it's time for your feedback <laughs> and, and corrections and apologies. And Chad put a note on here. Corrections and apologies this week. Cameron doesn't hate all 90s music. Cameron loves 90s music, first of all. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. Okay, so it's time for your feedback. Last week, uh, wh- how do we get talking about... Oh, oh, John. We found out that John spent a summer being a mailman, and it got us talking about tough jobs and we want to know we want to know from you what were the worst jobs you've ever held uh you guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com you hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast and you hit our facebook page as well here are some of our favorites uh matthew said that he worked in a marker cap factory they didn't make the whole marker <laughs> just the cap what are we crazy making both things in the same factory is it really funny that they outsource the caps i was gonna say it seems so soul crushing <laughs> you know it's like you never see a marker it's yeah yeah i never even get to see like not i feel like my job has no purpose because i can't yeah, see the you don't even part. get to take home cool markers for your kids like you know nobody wants a bag of caps yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy I got, I got you a, a really cool red marker cap i love you pal don't swallow it <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get you that marker one day uh, uh bethany said during uh summers in college she went around and checked internet and phone jacks in every dorm room oh, to no. see if they were working oh, that's awful didn't that just kill you you're just going to the same room over and over again Ugh. 
Rachel Sewell uh, hit us up on Twitter and she said, Snow Cone Shack, week two, layer of dead ants and owner's homemade syrup, week yeah. three, cricket corpse in the ice shaver. What are you going to do? I worked at an ice, like I worked at one of those. That was awesome. I ate so many of those. It's great. And I was in, I was in front of Walmart, like in a stand. Oh, well, yeah. it's classy. You've had some. You really have, John. You've had I've some made jobs. some bad decisions in life. <laughs> no, you have. Not. Do you remember back in the like eighties, like in the parking lot of like Kmart, they had these little tiny like photo developing booths. You yeah, could drop totally. off your film and stuff like that. But like, I legendary Jesse, I, I I heard a story at our college that one of the wings had gone and in the middle of the night hoisted one of those photo booth things up onto a, a, a truck and took it and put it in the prayer gardens. <laughs> and when everybody walked to class the next day, there was a little photo booth in the middle no of the <laughs> I've seen one around here that's like in like one of the like shopping center, like old malls that's sort of going downhill, you know? Yeah. They have one that's a key cutting booth right in the middle of the parking lot. Woo-hoo. Some poor guy just sits there all day in like this tiny booth that I don't even know if there's room to sit. And you just like he's just you think he's just standing the entire he's time, just standing there waiting for someone to drive up and get their keys cut. I mean, is there such demand for key cutting on the go that you have to do this kiosk thing? In a yeah, room? who? What kind of emergency are you in? It's like uh, I can't call a locksmith. I'm going to drive over to that booth at the mall. That's funny. And like, how could it possibly be profitable? How many keys is that guy cutting an hour to make it worth his time? <laughs> yeah, I always felt bad because now, like, you can go to Lowe's and there's an automatic cutting yeah, thing. Yeah, I just do it myself. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that poor guy. The like, one, yeah, that, that was dude the one, that, that was knew one skill. how to duplicate keys. <laughs> he was the last. He was one like out. the guy for for like decades until that machine came to yeah, town. Yeah, and then somebody that used a computer realized, wait, 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 wait. If only he had had a fifteen year head start, that things were changing. That would have. <laughs> <laughs> if only somehow he could see that computers were going. Yeah, it's That's like a, well, that is the that career that... version of a big ship coming toward you. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he had plenty of nine miles of warning. Can we laugh for a second about how crazy it is that all of the 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 Twitter parody accounts that have been created for this show, Coffold's quotes, uh, Big, Ship, Big Ship, Jesse Carey, Candy Talk, and what was the other one? All Snavely quotes. I mean, Snavely mine, quotes? and I appreciate Snavely it. Says. Chad, uh, Chad Michael says, and it's uh, it's posted three times. Yeah, and each time it's hello friends. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but they all well talk played. to each other. Well played. So they're That's all good. talking about like from their own different perspectives. You know it's- why they all talk to each other? Because they're all the same person. <laughs> it's one this isn't a community of fans that have come together arms arms locked together oh, this is one man just one dude he's like yeah. <laughs> and he's like stop cats i'll feed you later i have to update my form my twitter accounts it, he is it maybe, really is he's making a uh what the catfish of us all like have you well, seen that movie may, maybe he works maybe he works at a key cutting booth and there's literally nothing to do all day <laughs> cameron how do you feel about not having a a parody account made of you yet um fine with it i don't know man it'd be really fun i i said this i replied publicly i live to serve and i i great my greatest joy in elevating all of you to those <laughs> you are so and and biblically we know the last shall be first and my reward is in heaven so <laughs> i'm fine with you all getting you know you know that we're passionate about issues like caring for the homeless 
<laughs> I live so that you all may shine. God, so you are such a servant. I've always known that about you. That you telling us that just confirmed it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to move on uh, to Keith here. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. did not oh, work. At the, oh, he did not in. work on the key cutting booth and like ice. And it wasn't even like close. It was like at a Sears parking lot. It wasn't even close to like the Sears. It was like way out in the middle of the parking Gosh. lot, like almost at risk to Wait, be hit by like a car would, speeding through the party. I would lot. think to myself, oh, I need to get my keys cut. Oh, I'll, oh they probably do that at Sears in the tool area. I'll just go into the Sears. Like, you know, it almost makes me wonder if it's like, if it's some sort of like secret hatch or something. They know no one's going to go there to get their keys no, cut. No, what it like, is is this guy got fired from the Sears and he's like, I'll show you. And he set up shop right outside the door. He, you're, gotcha. So you're saying he contacted the, the, the people that own the shopping center. Right. And basically bought a phone booth with a with a key cutting device in yep. there. Well, just just to stick it to Sears. <laughs> Apparently, it's working. Sears is in some financial trouble. Exactly. It's likely due to the hit they suffered in their key cutting division. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, like, this guy's cutting keys out of spite. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, you know, for so long, Sears and Roebuck, we 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 sold everything from tires to fitness equipment to, to fashionable clothes, but this darn key cutters really put a dent in the bottom line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Someone call Wall Street. You know? So 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 this is what's happening to those This is what happened things. to Montgomery Ward. The darn <laughs> Montgomery Ward. The Maybe. Achilles heel of department stores. The key cutters. Because Sears was trying to switch out and move to these new uh, newfangled computers that could do it themselves. Yeah. It's like it's like you want to know what happened to J.C. Penney. They moved the key cutter out of the store. <laughs> it was a part of the new retail. <laughs> yes, you see a future without locks. So be it. I'll be in the parking lot. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. Best of luck with your new fancy Apple VP. I'll be in the parking lot. Thanks. <gasps> All right. What are some of the other jobs? Okay, so Keith worked as a car washer and driver for a car rental service and this is the best part best part of it you were allowed to total three cars before they were obligated to fire you what total them? wow yeah how could you total a car in a car wash well, it was a car rental oh, car company rental car. Oh, he yeah. washed the car and i guess he had to drive but how far are you even going is from one side of the park did he hit how, where like, are the hoses that'd be my first yeah, question yeah. yeah like how big is the parking lot and were there random key cutting stations that were easy to hit <laughs> um he said that uh uh Several, he even had several employees that got fired because of the three for totaling three cars, which seems completely insane to That's me. That's unbelievable. Wow. Okay. Okay. So this one comes from Jason McDaniels, who uh, uh, his dad worked for the Tennessee Titans radio network and got him, quote, he, he, quote, got him the hookup for a great job where he would only have to work two hours before each game and you get paid $40 a game in addition to free tickets to each home game. For the NFL. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Here's the only catch. Before each game, he had to walk around in an eight-foot inflatable Pillsbury Doughboy costume. And he said that the, the worst part is that every time someone would poke him in the belly, which seems a little <laughs> intrusive, you yeah, know? Right, it is. It's like to someone reaching in and poking just, you Just in the, ask a pregnant woman. Yeah. I, they're not even getting, like, poked, you know? He, had, he made the giggle sound. And he said the problem was closer to game time the rowdier the crowds got, and the pokes turned to just people walking up to him and punching him in the stomach. 
That's awful. So he said, you know, you're, you're sore and you have little dignity left after being punched in the stomach in a Pillsbury. You're defenseless because you're in an inflatable Pillsbury Doughboy costume. What are you going to do? You know? Right. So. All right. That'll do it for your feedback. It's uh, time for this week's editorial question of the week. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's it's Oscar week. It's Oscars week. And, yes. and, and it got us thinking about movies. And um, this this map, this thing where they, you know, kind of found like the the defining music artist for each of these states. It got us thinking about defining movies for the different states. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they did research on downloads, and they, we don't need all that. No, we don't need research. We just want your opinions. Yeah, that's of, all the research we need is right. Opinions it's of just our, our own opinions and our and that of our friends. And so, uh, we want you to tell us a movie for your state or other states, a movie that would define or typify, you know, your state. So head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your answers on our Facebook page. All right. So we started something, you know, a couple episodes ago where we reward good behavior. This is, we're good parents here. We're going to reward good behavior. And uh, our favorite replies this week, again, will get prizes. We have five pairs of tickets uh, to Son of God. And our favorite five replies are going to win a pair of free tickets to see the movie. So when you post over on the podcast episode page on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, five of you lucky, wonderful people will be going to the movies for free. What, what would something So, like, be? if you're like in the Garden State, so your movie Minnesota, might, Minnesota. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, Got it. <laughs> or yeah. Philadelphia, the movie Philadelphia. Oh, purple yeah. Texas, purple, yeah. purple yeah. rain for Minnesota though, because that's oh, where yeah, Prince, oh, yeah. that's where Prince sure. is from. Oh, I like sure, that. sure, Thanks. sure. Um, Cocoon would be Florida. Oh, it was filmed right down the street from where I grew up. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I was kidding. Okay. Cocoon was? No, it, yeah, it was filmed right there in St. Pete. <laughs> they just cast it locally? It's <laughs> just like, oh, look. Walk, walk down the street. There's old people on the beach. Hey, you have time on your hands. Yeah, come was on. Was the goot down there? Like, he was just on vacation. They're like, Steve Gutenberg, want to be in a movie? <laughs> the goot. Good one. <laughs> uh, For me, like, beautiful girls. Growing up in Massachusetts, beautiful girls is who I grew up with. Not literally beautiful girls, but the movie is <laughs> very simple. So it's not necessarily like that was filmed in your state no. that kind of reminds you of the state. No, because that'd yeah. be what we call a boring game. Yeah, we right. don't, we don't right. want like Miami Vice for Florida. We right. want like, what is a oh, movie yeah. that, you know, like represents what Florida is to the world. So it'd be I, like, I, I, I even Las picture, Vegas for Nevada. That's stupid. Or, or Planet yeah. of the Apes yeah, or would Texas be Chainsaw Florida Massacre. because of all the escape monkeys we have maybe. Or, oh, or, I, or I would see good. it more as just like the Chuck Norris catalog. <laughs> Is Florida okay? Yeah. Just jeans, tank tops, mullet, and they're not taking crap from anybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I like, like, where would you put? Uh, like, what was the movie Roadhouse? Where is that? Georgia, maybe? Is that not Florida? Is it Texas? No, oh, it's Texas. I would, that would. I would put that Texas. It feels Texan to me. Yeah. But but we got to go deeper than that. We don't want just like okay, well, this was a honky tonk movie, so Texas. We want like. I think you should say the name and the why. Like, why yeah. did you pick this? Yeah, that's good. That's good. This could be interesting. Yeah. And then we'll make our own map. I like, like they did of yeah. that, the music thing. Yeah. Right. Except ours won't be uh, based on quantitative uh, analytics. No. It's just going to be or based even on your quantitative. Yeah. <laughs> Qu- quantitative? It will be based on quantitative <laughs> analytics, uh, just not quantitative. Rough day, Jesse. Rough day. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <sighs> I, I, I we broke him. Did you hear it? It's <laughs> a big sigh. It's a big exhale. It took, it's, like, it's like a wild horse. Yeah. It's it took eight years, but we broke him. <laughs> I, I write on the internet. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to my key kiosk. And... 
Got some keys. Take my mind off things. <laughs> some real hard ones. Some crazy master like padlocks and stuff. Too. Some warlocks, maybe. Yeah, that probably got cut. So no one's gonna get it cut. <laughs> <laughs> I probably I cut just like the homeless thing. So. No, Jesse, no, I just know, there's sometimes when I reach for a word and as I'm saying, I'm like, that's not the word. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have a script here, guys. <laughs> it's all top of the dome. Yeah. Uh, well, many thanks to Mark Burnett and Roma Downey for talking to us. Um, they're, hey, they're, and I think of her as Roma Downey Jr. I can't like any time <laughs> I say her name, I can't. Not oh, add Junior. That's, that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. That's um, crazy, that's I, I will too now forever. Well, so may, maybe that should be the question of the week. Blending two celebrity names. Oh yeah, that's like I'll an save that one. I'll put that in the folder. Yeah. Um, oh, he just he catalog. He's going to blog it. No, no, no. I'm not. No, I, people are mean online. <laughs> that's true. Um, Man, pe- some people like on line and on like podcasts and stuff are real <laughs> like people that were my friends that like i guess aren't my friends that much anymore. yeah it's weird it's weird when it's people you know but whatever <laughs> <laughs> now i know where that guy left his job at sears to go work in the kiosk <laughs> he's gonna send, it's a safe place says he's gonna send a kiosk right outside our door and do his own podcast <laughs> sitting in a little shack right in the middle of your parking lot i've already talked to the dog boutique they're written they're written me a four by four space <laughs> he's just gonna podcast people are gonna drive up and he'll podcast to make your own little magazine. I'm, I'm going to also everything. have a key cutting thing because if you guys ever get in that business, I'm cutting it out from under you. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go near it. <laughs> Relevant media group and key cutting. <laughs> I know your tricks. Uh, uh, I've seen the five-year plan. <laughs> it involves lots of keys. Uh, uh, Mark Burnett, Roman Downey, their, their, their movie Son of God is in theaters now. Go, go check it out. What's it and, about? It's about Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. I hear, I hear good things. Yeah. He's a great guy. Head over to Oscars.biz <laughs> and vote for your the nominees for this year's Oscars.biz awards, uh, O-S-K-A-R-Z dot B-I-Z, um, and we will do the award show next week on the show. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffoltz. I'm Jesse Carey. <laughs> oh, sad Jesse. He, he, he said that in like the cure font. Like it's hard to describe. <laughs> I, I'm John Acuff. It's been a pretty awesome day. Yeah. <laughs> For Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Put it in Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Check us out on Facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. That was great, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. Sweet Jesse Carey. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>